बुक माई शो जूक बॉक्स प्रेजेंट्स थिंक अबाउट इट विद दीक्षा एंड आदित्य वेलकम टू द एट एपिसोड ऑफ थिंक अबाउट इट अ विनर एट लूजिंग एंड इन टूडेज एपिसोड वी विल डिस्कस हाउ विनिंग कैन बी अ कर्स हाउ मोस्ट ऑफ अस आर सिंपली बैड एट प्लानिंग फॉर थिंग्स एंड हाउ यू डोंट कंट्रोल लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स इन योर लाइफ दैट यू थिंक यू डू Aditya I have been observing you lately when we go to malls and there is this one weird habit that you've picked up Cool cool we'll stop collecting brochures from different stores okay No no not that I actually want to know why do you rush to the information desk nowadays at the mall and start asking about rent of different stores Oh that I was thinking when were you going to ask me about it I'm planning to open a successful restaurant business Wow you're so sure about it being successful already You know a restaurant business doesn't become profitable if the owner himself is eating up everything. Make as much fun as you want. My concept will take the culinary world by storm. It's the next big thing. Oh lovely. You have a concept as well. It will be a new kind of restaurant serving patos. What what what's patos? So I saw this in a town I recently visited. So the chaat wala guy had patty or puff without the stuffing, okay? And they would open it up hmm. and fill it with their own stuffing. Hmm. So you know your tomato, cut tomatoes, some different sort of namkins and all that kind of stuff. They would heat it up on tawa and will serve you hot, just like a taco. God, what towns are you visiting? I have full faith in this concept. Imagine a crispy outside layer and the filling can be anything. Aditya, you're a great friend. So let me tell you one thing: food business is not that easy. How do you think you will survive? I just know I will. I have been following these people who made great food businesses from ground up mm. and they were just like me one day and look where they are today. I am a survivor. I know how to survive. Or more the victim of survivorship bias. Is it for real? Yes, very much. It refers to the tendency of focusing more on the people who made it rather than looking at the people who didn't and hence overestimating your own chances of making it. But But I have been reading about people who failed as well, okay? So have you noticed how media only writes about the failures of those who made it to a certain stage, who probably were once succeeding but then failed? Now that you mention, I guess this is what happens. Plus, do you think you will actually be able to take those losses that are default to any new business? I guess not. My my backing isn't that strong to be honest. You're not ready for the pain, Aditya. and no pain no gain is it so you know this no pain no gain philosophy is something a lot of us believe in but probably shouldn't why so because of it will get worse before it gets better fallacy is that actually a fallacy or you just join the word fallacy to a statement no no it really is so let me explain it to you through something that happened with me recently okay so recently i had a fun uncle mm-hmm. it's like a way bigger and sadist version of a pimple but on steroids uh must have been painful heck it was so first i consulted a doctor online he recommended a few medicines and told me take these you will start experiencing a bit more pain but then it will get better then a colleague of mine said oh aditya you are in pain that's actually a good sign i had the same thing and it becomes really really painful before it gets better Yeah, I guess that's what happens in most medical conditions, right? Not all of them necessarily. Mm. So this colleague says, and when it's close to bursting out, make sure you squeeze it 
as hard as possible mm. it will be painful but it will do you good yeah my mom recommends the same thing to do mine too but then i went to a really good doctor and i told him all this and he told me how all these notions are mostly nonsense he was the one who actually told me about this effect but don't you think that in some cases you do face a loss or to say pain before something good happens yeah that's what he said that in some cases it does happen let's say when you are pivoting your business or taking an education loan to afford good education that will later reap good rewards in form of salary but mostly it's a fallacy so did he only talk or treat you as well he did and he did it so well after taking his meds no pain when the furnuncle was there and literally i didn't even get to know when it burst pretty painless oh oh this reminds me of that marketing guy we hired when you we were running a site together or to be more precise traffic generation specialist oh man what a fake title and hiring him <laughs> was one of the biggest mistakes of my life i still remember his face when he said ma'am sir the traffic on your website will skyrocket with the tricks i use but before that the traffic might actually go down like it is already going down right now and that did happen the traffic did go down but it never came up in his rain it's not hard to notice how well this fallacy is linked to the confirmation bias we discussed in first episode people tell you it'll get worse before it gets better and when things start going bad instead of worrying you actually celebrate it because hey that's what the expert said after all what you believe in is getting confirmed by your loss but that betterment never happens or even if it does probably the worsening of the situation had nothing to do with it true now let's get back to my next big idea shall we you seriously believe it's the next big thing okay maybe not i am very pragmatic in these things not even not even pragmatic i am bit of pessimist so you can say that mentally i am prepared if it doesn't turn out to be the next big thing but are you ready for the possibility that no one might turn up at all in reality even pessimists are not as pessimistic as they think they are even they suffer from optimism bias yeah you are probably right i think optimism bias or the tendency to underestimate the likelihood of bad things happening to you it's the same bias that makes us careless about leading a healthy lifestyle taking care of compliances or buying an insurance or trying a new stunt because so many of us think boss that cannot happen to me Look, we are not saying that you should not be optimistic. It's a good thing. It contributes towards your wellness, boosts your self-esteem, and a whole lot of other benefits. Yeah, don't start becoming so pessimistic that you start having the pessimistic bias. But the next time you smoke and think I am not likely to die of it, or spend too much money on a party thinking, "Man, I don't need to save. I will be fine." Think again whether it is actually the case or are you a victim of optimism bias? Another domain of life where this bias plays a huge huge role is planning. You know how you think that you will be able to study all the chapters for your exam in just 2 days but you actually cannot or how you will finish that client project in x days when due to the lack of resources you probably can't do things that fast. This is called planning fallacy. Where courtesy your optimism bias you tend to underestimate the time it will take for you to do a certain task. and then you run into cost overruns or do not enjoy the full benefits that the completion of the task would have reaped stop telling others about it if you are actually serious about doing this business you need to plan very well how long things are going to take yeah i'll take care of that and by the way where are you planning to open up this restaurant of yours in the market nearby the 
crowd is usually pretty good mm. both in terms of quality as well as quantity but there's one issue and what's that you can't buy the place directly you have to bid for it in a closed room bidding oh then be careful don't end up with the winner's curse winner's curse that sounds like an oxymoron how is that even possible winner's curse is something that happens as a result of not thinking rationally in bidding like scenarios In a lot of biddings people end up paying the highest amount for an asset which technically means that they won but then you realize that the asset's worth is way less than the amount you bid which means that you lost despite quote unquote winning The most popular example that is referred for this is the bidding of offshore oil fields when this term was actually coined that is in the 1950s you could not actually estimate the value of these fields so some companies would value the fields at 30 million dollars while some might value it at 5 million dollars and as you will expect the company bidding 30 million dollars would win which it would later realize was a huge mistake and although it won the bidding it lost otherwise because the real value of the field was only 10 million dollars in fact winner's curse is prominent in the lives of common people as well for example bidding for a second hand car or bidding for an ad space on google adwords if you're marketing a product and it's not always about going on the high side you can sometimes lose by quoting the lowest price as well and how's that so nowadays if people have to get some small work done like getting a good logo or website or some content work people don't reach out to others individually then what do they do they simply post their requirements on some freelancing website or a relevant facebook group then given the cutthroat competition sometimes the quotes you receive are so low But even if a particular company wins that work from you the value of resources the company will use to deliver your project will be more than what it charged from you so even if you won you lost in the larger scene yeah i think i will scrap my idea of bidding for a space i'll simply sell online from a restaurant to selling online it didn't even take you 10 minutes to pivot you are so out of control i'm not i'll Just call a few people from my old Nokia Asha phone and things will be done. Wait, what? Why not your current phone? Do you think you can control the outcome of a call depending on which phone you use? Why are you acting so shocked? A lot of successful sales calls were made with this small cutie pie phone of mine. Aditya, what you have right now is not control over the call but an illusion of control. That's not the case. In 1965, Jenkins and Ward discovered this tendency to assume that we have control over things that we don't actually control. And they did this with the help of an experiment involving two switches and light. The researchers could control when the switches actually connected to the lights, and the participants thought they could control the lights with the switch even when the lights flashed on and off randomly depending on the researchers. You know how you throw a dice hard when you're trying to get a 6 in Ludo or when you feel you watching the cricket match not watching it or watching it with your favorite t-shirt decides the outcome of the match These are all just examples of illusion of control In fact some buttons in elevators or room temperature controls at some places they don't even work but you don't know that and you feel you're controlling those things with these placebo switches True very true And when Aditya says he is somehow in control or he can somehow control things with his superstitions nobody knows it better than me that he is wrong how so so we began this whole series with the discussion about Aditya being ahead of me in exams right 
and Aditya believed that he scored well when people in his family didn't know that he has an exam. So he quote within quotes controlled the outcome of his exams by not telling his family. <laughs> now I know where you are going. So for three long years, Aditya thought he was scoring well because his family didn't know about the exams. While I shared the date sheet before the exams with his mother, always, like seriously, always. And this came to light only when college ended, and my mother and Diksha disclosed this to me one day. I was not controlling the outcome of my exams at all, at least not in the way I thought. Exactly. I guess you are right. I should probably drop that restaurant idea. I'll just go make one pato for myself. Make one for me too, and let me decide how great your idea is. And that's all for today's show, people. In the next episode, we will discuss why we love stories so much and might even choose them over reality, leading to some huge blunders in our lives. Keep listening to Think About It with me, Diksha, and Aditya. The show was written and produced by Aditya Gopal Ganguly. That you can listen to exclusively on. Book my show Chukebox, where all you have to do is just press play.